Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talanda here, and I just wanted to give a quick content warning for today's episode for suicide. We've got specific timestamps in the show notes if you need them. Otherwise, enjoy today's episode, our season six finale. So what did you do next? Well, that is where my tale comes to an end, my dear. What the fuck it does? Such language. <laughs> Coming from you, that's priceless. Well, that's what makes it all funny. Enough bloody obfuscating. This is not the end of your story. You're right. Of course it's not. But I believe it was you who wanted Zhang to finish our stories for us. To bring us all back to the Ostium Network, no? Shit, you're completely right, Mum. Sorry, I was all caught up and totally forgot. And you obviously know a lot about what happened next, Monica, but I think, as is the case with each of our stories, Zhang knows the series of events in their entirety. Isn't that right, Zhang? I believe that to be correct, Jake, to the best of my knowledge. Why don't we get started, then? Hang on. I think Zhang also has their own tale to tell. The story of what happened here at the Ostium Network. The events of ten years ago, and what caused everyone to fucking disappear. I remember my last journal entry before I left to find Steve was a decade ago. And then there's the Ostium Network Cemetery, which I know for a fact didn't fucking exist when Steve and I were here before. 
We need those answers first, before we hear the end of our stories. But I already told you about the rift sites with the explosions that killed a number of the people of the Ostium network. Uh-uh. We know some people were killed that way, but not everyone. We want the full story. And what happened to other Jake? I know that guy wasn't the last one standing. How, Mum? I just fucking know. Call it a gut feeling. Is this a unanimous choice for all three of you? Yes. I think so, Zhang. So long as you are comfortable telling us this. I am. The full series of events that began 10 years and 14 days ago that provide the answers to your questions, Monica, have been stored in my memory banks for all this time, and I believe it is time they be shared, forthright and unedited. And who better to share with than the three of you, each of whom I have become close to and care greatly for? The feeling is mutual, Zhang. Ditto. Yes, totally. Then let us begin 3,664 days ago. This was the beginning of the end for the other Jake in this Ostium network. The loss of you, Steve, and you, Monica, were considered acceptable collateral damage. As for the security force that was sent through to retrieve you, they were never seen in this Ostium network again, as you are probably all aware. However, five years ago, I was able to retrieve a very tiny signal on a distant and minor tangent in the context of my quantum mainframe that I believe traced back to the security force. They are now residing on a very distant planet where there are no known predators and enjoy a climate similar to that of Earth. They will all die there, but of causes not related to the Ostium network or anything any of you did. Okay, thanks for telling us that, Jean. Perhaps not ideal for them, but I know I'm not the only one thinking it could have been a lot worse. You're definitely not, Jake. Indeed. If they had returned to the Ostium network without having retrieved either or both of you, Monica and Steve, the other Jake would likely have had them all executed. What the fuck? Sadly, events did lead to this as other Jake's plans continued to deteriorate, but I am getting ahead of myself. Let me continue on to the next topic. Even with the losses... Other Jake considered the town of Ostium that would allow people to travel through time a complete success and began sending others through. At first, the rules were adhered to, but as more people wished to travel through the doors regardless of the risk, they were automatically approved, whether they had completed the training or not. Many returned with stories to tell of different times and places. Many also did not return. Again, it was considered an acceptable loss in the grand scheme of things. Other Jake could not get people travelling fast enough through the doors, approving other Ostium towns to be set up. There were some that collapsed in upon themselves before they could be completed. Lives were again lost. Other Ostium towns that were completed never worked. People would travel through doors and not be taken anywhere, while others would just disappear completely. Then there were those towns that became linked with the catastrophic events 
that could not be altered and had to either be shut down, scrapped, or abandoned. Monica, you have visited some of these horrors of the Ostium network. The other Jake became furious with these failings, and then enraged by a turn in the tide as people became hesitant about traveling through the doors, rightfully concerned they would perhaps die from unknown circumstances or simply never come back. His next step was to order people through the doors. The despicable man had a prison constructed and began incarcerating those who refused to obey orders. They were fed reduced rations and kept under taxing means that became worse as the days, weeks, and then months passed by. Some died of starvation or malnutrition, others through alternative means ordered by other Jake. I need not go into detail. Please don't, Zhang. I do not intend to. Thanks for that. The dead of the Ostium Network were at the very least given decent burials, which is where the cemetery for the Ostium Network originates. One might consider this a respectful decision by the other Jake, but his true intention was to incite fear and terror into everyone if they saw what happened to their friends and co-workers. Also proves the point they never wanted to confirm. No one ever really leaves the Ostium Network except through the doors. Sad, but unfortunately true. It also worked because for each death there would be an elaborate funeral service. Other Jake even attended some of the funerals, much to the shock of many at the Ostium Network, as each door to the past or future would be considered viable in that someone travelled through the door and came back both alive and with a report of what it was like on the other side, Other Jake would enact the second stage of his grand scheme with the Ostium Network to send personnel through to take energy or life force from the past or future and bring it to this present. Jake, I believe you experienced this on one of your travels through an artifact on the map table and you witnessed the level of horror this other Jake is willing to go to. I did, Chong. I'll never forget it. None of us will after hearing me tell it. Fucking right. Like I said before, it was the big answer to the question I kept asking, and they kept avoiding. What is the other Jake's ultimate goal in this? And Jake saw it, and now we know. But you say that was just a snippet of what was done? Indeed. He did it many more times, though through orders to his underlings. After that first time, he never engaged in the despicable act. Again, Jake, you saw this and were able to thwart some of their actions. Nevertheless, in doing so, other Jake was able to carry out a number of his future plans for the Ostium Network. I am sad to report I know next to nothing of these plans because other Jake intentionally kept them hidden from everyone, including myself. I have scoured and looked to see if I can uncover something, but all for naught. At least so far, I continue to search. Constantly. However, with what you have done, Jake, by cancelling events in these tangents, some of the plans that other Jake enacted may have now been undone. We can only hope. And continue to search and find answers to these new questions. Yes, I am sad to say this went on for years, 
over half a decade in fact, but as you can probably tell, it was not sustainable. The universe is all about balance, and the other Jake continued to steal from other times and tangents and instances, which led to a weakening in the conduits for the doors. Some doors would just cease to work, preventing access to those who wished to use the door, and sadly, leaving people on the other side of where the door took them. There were many of these people abandoned in time. Even as it became clear this could happen with any door, other Jake kept pushing and forcing people through. Many more lives were lost, some funerals were held, an empty coffin was buried. I have tried over the years to see if I can find an inkling of life with these lost people. I have had some success, some did die, as is to be expected in the strange new world they found themselves in, but I am also happy to say a few survived in their new alien worlds. Strangers in a strange land. Damn right. Fuck, that's cold. How did it end, Zhang? I want to hear how this arsehole got his comeuppance. I again am sad to say, Steve, you will not be happy with my answer, but I will tell you anyway, because you have requested it. As you know, through your recent travels, Steve, the vast amount of power required to fuel those doors and Ossium towns is through a small army of kidnapped sorcerers, wizards, witches, and all others who possess and are able to cast magic from throughout the universe. I do know that Other Jake, during these five years, was relentless in kidnapping, stealing, and capturing these people, and imprisoning them to keep up with the immense power demand of the Ossium network, but as you also know, with Thyra and Yoxel, to name two, there were a number who would not keep quiet and do as they were told. They constantly fought back and never gave up. Some died for it, others sacrificed themselves so that others might suffer less or even attempt an escape. Steve, you were instrumental in helping them which I am now certain has led to a quicker end to other Jake's plans. Wait a bloody minute. Let me try and get this straight. I'm not as fourth dimensionally minded as Mum and Jake, so let's try and walk me through this. I helped Marla and Yoxel hopefully escape, and you're telling me that in turn messed with other Jake's plans for the Ostian network and led to things falling apart faster? Yes, as well as what Monica and Jake did for Thyra. But... We did all that pretty bloody recently. Very fucking recently in my case. And you're saying that helped cause things to come to an end. Um, about five years ago? That is correct, Steve. Okay, fine, Zhang. I'll take your word for it. If I think too much about it, I'll give myself a bloody headache. What happened next? I could explain it to you in further detail if you wish, Steve, to ensure you understand it fully. No thanks, I'm good. Let's just chalk it up to some timey-wimey stuff, as Mum likes to say, and leave it to that, okay? As you wish, Steve. To continue, with the significant decrease in power for the Ostium Network, as well as a growing rebellion from these imprisoned magic wielders, as well as the collapsing and permanent closing of the doors... I see what you did there. Nice one. Thank you. And the continuing loss of life in the Ostium Network, to use a cliché, it was becoming apparent that the Ostium network had become a sinking ship. 
One might even go so far as to compare it to the Titanic. Immense, a wonder, and unsinkable. But now, if you will allow me to mix metaphors briefly, the rats were abandoning the sinking ship and leaving little in their wake. And other Jake? Yeah, how did this bastard end up as the last guy on the ship while the band played on? <sighs> as I said, sadly, things did not end up that way, as you might have surmised they would. If ever there could be said to be an end time for the people of the Ostium Network, then this was them, some five years ago. Doors were shutting down daily, morale was at an all-time low, as lives continued to be lost. Suicides even began to occur, a most sad event. One might consider calling it a ghost town of sorts, and one would not be wrong. Other Jake knew it was the end for this Ostium Network, and this is where I am sad to admit a failing. I continued to be focused on helping anyone I could, on making things just a little bit better for the day-to-day -day of everyone, that I was not paying attention to him and what he was doing. You see, he was planning his escape, and... and I never saw it coming. I feel so ashamed, which seems a ridiculous sentiment for an artificial intelligence to feel. It's not, Zhang. Not by a bloody long shot. All this proves to me is that you are so much more than an artificial intelligence. So much more than, if you will permit me to say, a simple machine. You are working hard to make life better for those you could. That means so much more. It means you bloody care, Zhang, which just makes you more human in my eyes, if you don't mind me saying. I... I have no words to respond to this, Steve except to say I do not mind by any means. It... it means a lot to me. And this is a sentiment we all share, Zhang. As we've gotten to know you so much better over this short time, each day you've felt more human. More like us. Sincerely? Without question. I... I have no words again. I am touched. Touched beyond words. Well said, Zhang. Now let me move past my error and continue with my story. It was not until someone began looking for other Jake and could not discover him anywhere that I began to focus on his disappearance. At first, it was assumed that he was off somewhere where he could not be found, wanting privacy, perhaps, time to himself as things were going so bad. Some speculated he was trying to carry out a new plan to bring the Austin Network back to a form of its former success, it's supposed glory days, if you will. But days eventually turned into a week, and then multiple weeks, and other Jake was nowhere to be found. When I saw it was all becoming something of a concern, I began combing through the archives for all the cameras in the Austin network, using a relatively simple algorithm to narrow it down to other Jake, and I was not surprised to discover the answer to his mysterious disappearance in a relatively short amount of time, or the cause of it. I notified those who wished to know and showed them the footage of Other Jake traveling with a few personal belongings in an unmarked black bag that was made of a material that prevented me from analyzing and discovering what its contents might be. The footage showed him going up to the headquarters control at the top of the rock late one night from weeks before he was reported missing. There was no one there and he traveled in the dark with a small torch, although he barely needed it for he knew exactly where he was going. 
I expect he had it to make sure he did not trip over anything and alert either me or others of a disturbance or noise. At first, it appeared he was going to his office, but he did not stop there. Upon entering and quietly closing the door, he engaged a hidden mechanism behind his desk, which caused a hidden doorway to open in the wall. The first time I viewed this footage, I will admit I was immensely surprised. I have detailed schematics in my memory banks of every square centimeter of the Ostium network, and yet this was a hidden door I knew nothing about. It does not appear on any blueprint or map in my possession. It is a door that has remained known only to other Jake and no one else. As he walked through with his single bag, I was only able to view this from the single camera in this office. I could not follow him through the door, but I already comprehended enough to know what had happened after he went through and closed it behind him, whereupon the secret location of the door promptly vanished. I told those watching, who were wondering where this door led, that it was not just any door, but specifically an Ostium door, one that could take other Jake to any place in time and space. There was no possible way of knowing where he had gone. The despicable man had a secret Ostium door constructed, or had in fact himself constructed it in a hidden place in his office where no one but he would know to find it. For just such a series of events as was happening in the Ostium network, it was his escape hatch, his emergency exit, his get-out-of-jail-free card, to use an old, old colloquialism. The coward had run away instead of facing and dealing with the wrath and death and destruction he had wrought. After they saw the footage, they went up to his office and engaged the secret locking device. The door was revealed and popped open, However, when they got close to it and peered through, all they found on the other side was a small closet space. The Ostium door had been designed to cease working after one use. It was now just an ordinary door to a pointless space. And the few remaining people of the Ostium network now understood what had happened and felt truly alone and despondent. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I now come toward the end of my tale of these last 10 years, and they are perhaps the worst of them all in many ways. At this point, there were only 48 people remaining at the Ostium network. Because almost all services are automated, this fortunately did not lead to a shutting down of essential items and functions like food and plumbing. The remaining people were able to survive with all the amenities they had become used to. Nevertheless, apathy quickly set in as there was neither leadership nor direction in their lives to keep going. Their options were very limited. They could try some of the few remaining doors in Ostium at their own risk, or they could accept the fate they had been dealt and live out the rest of their lives at the Ostium network. They would have everything they needed to have enjoyable lives, but such is not the human spirit. 
If I can say I have learned anything in my time working and interacting with human beings, it is that they are never willing to simply give up and accept the status quo. Of course, there are always a few who prove the opposite, and there were four who were willing to live their lives here. The rest began meeting and working together to devise ways of leaving the Ostium network and escaping. Each day, a number of them would come to me with questions about how they could leave the Ostium network. Each time I had to tell them, there was really only one certain way, and that was through an Ostium door. The route through which the boat would come to deliver new employees was no more. The connection that had allowed it had been severed years ago. Very intentionally, I might add, by other Jake. He had no plans for more people to come, and he wanted to make sure no one would leave except under his supervision through the doors. Each time they came up with a new idea, a new possibility, they would come to me with a question, and I would tell them it would not work. I had to be completely honest with them each time, as I explained after seeing what other Jake had done. There could well be a number of options that could lead to one escaping the island that was simply hidden to me. They asked if there was any sort of aerial craft, or possibly even a rocket ship, hidden somewhere within the island. I told them I simply did not know. I had full blueprints and detailed schematics for what I thought was every building on the island and had never come across any sort of flying craft anywhere on the island. They also came to me asking about water vessels of any kind. Again, I told them there was nothing to my knowledge other than the luxury yacht that originally brought most of the people to the Ostium network but now seemed almost certain to never return again. Each time the group would walk away dejected, and I would feel myself suffering along with them to some extent. They were hopeless and depressed each time, after arriving with possibility and a light in their eyes. A group of eight of them would not take no for an answer, and instead began constructing their own shipping vessel using resources found throughout the island. It did not take long before their number swelled to 20 working on the boat. It was very well executed, I must admit. There were those who researched and studied shipbuilding, those who worked on what resources were needed and what they might actually have to work with, and those who would go out and work on getting those resources through whatever means they could. Yes, this included taking apart furniture and walls of buildings and whatever else they needed. There was no longer the other Jake or anyone in leadership to dictate otherwise. I suppose if anyone were to be considered in charge, it would be me with how they would continue to come to me seeking help and advice, but I never considered myself as such and had no problem with what they were doing. No one else was being harmed, which was fine by me, and then there were a few members orchestrating everything, which was key in bringing the project to fruition. Four months went by. A few people passed away due to suicide. I tried to intervene and help each time, but they learned how to avoid the cameras and escape my scrutiny. It... It hurt each time I discovered another body, and there were others that went through the Ostium doors. 
Whether they survived on the other side, I was unable to tell or learn through my searching the tangents. I hoped they did. But then the boat was complete, which had involved by the end some 35 people. It was designed to hold a crew of at least 30, though it was not known until the final day it would set sail how many would be traveling on board. Many came to me asking what their chances were, heading out on the seas around the island and surviving. I could not give them honest odds or percentages, for I simply did not know, and utmost I wanted to be honest. They were able to carry enough supplies to last them an entire year. They also were bringing equipment that would allow them to create some of their own food. They also carried a desalination machine, so fresh water would not become a problem until the machine ceased working. A number of them were trained in how it worked, and they carried tools and extra parts. There was only a small motor to propel the boat, if needed, at a slow speed of five knots, but this would only be a last resource. Masts, booms, and great sails had been constructed and created, and the boat would move fastest and most efficiently through wind power. From all outward appearances, their chance of survival appeared favorable, but each time I was asked, I had to follow this up with the caveat that I was unaware of what, if anything, was out there on the seas. There was simply no way of knowing. And then the day arrived, and there were 30 people who made the big and bold decision to go. The remaining seven people joined them in a final large feast where there was much joy and laughter, and then the ship was set off in the deep waters, and I have heard nothing of it since. I was able to watch its movement for a number of kilometers as it headed out to sea from the highest vantage point at the top of the rock, why I observed nothing else upon the waters except that solitary boat, and then that too disappeared. I have not detected nor heard anything from the boat or the crew since it was gone from my detection. As for the seven remaining members of the Ostium network, three went through one of their last remaining Ostium doors within two weeks, and the last four accepted their lives as permanent members of the Ostium network. Again, so very sadly, this did not remain so. One died two years later from a bad fall they could not recover from, even with medical intervention. Two chose to end their lives, plummeting from the top of the rock, and the last decided he was done with the Ostium network, and went through the same door the last three had gone through. Whether he survived, went on his merry way, or ever joined up with the others, I do not know. But I like to think he found them eventually, as I was left completely alone in the Ostium network, a feeling I know each of you has dealt with to some extent. And so, more time went by, another year, then one more, and then halfway into the next, everything changed once more. There is an old adage from the last few decades of the 20th century that you are all probably somewhat familiar with, with respect to technology. 
that when one is having trouble with a particular piece of technology, one can just turn it off and or unplug it, count to 30 or 60, and then plug it back in and or turn it back on again and discover that somehow the problem has been resolved. This is as close as I can come to understanding and accepting what happened. It was a blackout. Throughout the Ostium network, I do not know for how long, because I was non-functional during that time, but when I came back along with everything else, I knew that something had changed. Something monumental had happened throughout the network, and there was now a person entering the gates of Ostium who I had never seen before, and someone named Monica who I already knew of. It was not long after that the explosive time rifts began in the Ostium network, and that essentially brings everything near enough up to the present, involving the three of you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a fucking second! There's a big disconnect going on here, and I'm really not cool with it. So you had this huge reset thing where everything went dark for a second or a month or a year or whatever, and then it all magically turned back on and it was all back to normal, and then the shit hit the fan and Ostium is back up and running or, or something, and Jake is there for the first time? Okay, I'll buy all that, no problem. But the bit where you lose me is how I suddenly show up in Ostium? What the fuck? I left the Ostium Network 10 fucking years ago, and now I show up? This conundrum was immediately apparent to me, Monica. And yes, before you shout at me, I know conundrum belittles the way you feel, and in your words... This is a big fucking deal. But it is also a mystery that appears not to make any sense. You traveled through the Inception Chamber and then ten years later, you appeared in the town of Ostium. But why? Fucking how? I am sorry, Monica. I simply do not know. I have analyzed these instances to the best of my abilities from every angle I can conceive of, but there is no definitive answer. You went through the door ten years ago and appeared in Ostium a little over two months ago. I do not believe you have aged at all even though 10 years of physical time has passed. But then there are some significant time dilations for all three of you. I've been wondering about that for a while, pretty much since we arrived at the Ostium Network. I know the Ostium Network is from a time in the relatively distant future, whereas I come from a time in the early 21st century. Yes, Jake. Much like Monica, you too have jumped forward in time. A greater distance than Monica has, to be sure. Okay, but did it happen when I came to the Ostium Network, or was it before that, when I first stepped foot in Ostium? I am uncertain, Jake. I would think it would apply to your first entering the town of Ostium, and especially once it became untethered and completely separated from your original time tangent, but none of this can be actually confirmed or denied. These are simply what I consider to be the most likely hypotheses. Thanks, Zhang. At least your ideas line up with mine. Okay, I've been stalling enough. You said all three of us have significant time dilations. So what's mine? Steve, yours is the most severe and pronounced of all. If you wish me to tell you, I guarantee you will hear things you have never known. 
and I am uncertain whether you are ever supposed to have known. This applies to all of you, but I know our friendship is built on trust and honesty, and I am willing to tell you what you wish to know. Oh shit, that sounds ominous. What do you think, guys? I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't dying to find out, but Zhang is saying it's a really big deal. Like cosmic level shit that only some of the instances of Steve should know or something. I don't know, man. I think you have to decide if you're ready for it. Oof. Not really helping, mate. What do you think, Mum? I'm going to say two things. One, only you can be completely honest with yourself and know if you're ready for this. And two, I definitely think you're strong enough to hear this ultimate fucking truth or whatever it is and keep on going. Thanks, Mum. I appreciate your candor. And yes, I think you're right. But Zhang, why didn't you tell me this important information about my life before? I believe you already know. Because it wasn't the right time for me. Gotcha. All right, Zhang, let's have at it then. Very well, Steve. When you stepped into the town of Ostium and experienced that fractured reality of seeing multiple worlds and times, it also had a divisive effect on your corporeal being pertaining to the instance of time you were specifically in. You too experienced a fracturing and to some degree became two Steves. Or perhaps to put it in a clearer way, you became Steve and Dave. Bloody hell. Should I continue? Please don't stop. Very well. I do not really know how else to say this other than through that fracturing for a period. You lived two lives. You lived the life of Steve, bound as a baby by Monica and raised, and eventually joined the Ostium Network, which led to the events that caused all this. But after that fracturing, there was also an emergence of Dave, who grew up and lived in England during the 1990s, and experienced a different life, where you lost your foster parents through unknown means, and then went through a deep depression, but came out of it with help and support from friends. And then you began the enigmatic mysteries of the unknown, which led you to finding out about Ostium. Yes, through my recordings I started uploading in 2017. Time is not linear, even if it is believed to be by those who do not understand what it can do. That's why I like to just call it timey-wimey. Indeed. So was Steve living this other life as Dave during those 10 years when I was, I don't know, in time limbo or whatever? I can understand you're wanting to explain it that way. It does appear to make a sort of chronological sense, getting the puzzle pieces to fit together, so to speak. But it doesn't really compute. There are separate time tangents for each of you. For you, Monica, you stepped through the door and arrived in Ostium 10 years later relative to the Ostium network, but also in the year 2017 relative to Jake Fisher. Meanwhile, Dave existed in his tangent during the 1990s and was able to somehow connect with the year 2017 through his research. I do not know if the version of the internet he was using somehow connected to that time, or whether it was Jake's recordings that were reaching across time. Or maybe it was Ostium just doing its Ostium thing and bringing us into the Ostium network when it wanted to. I am very hesitant to give this nebulous entity of Ostium such power and credence, but I also know what has happened to each of you, and cannot confidently say that this is completely out of the realm of possibility. 
I think it's a topic we can talk about for a lot longer if we want, but I don't think this is the time. I know there are more answers we can try and tease out with our discussions, but they can wait. I think we need to get our stories finished with your telling, Zhang. If everyone is in agreement. Sure. Alright, let's do this. Very well. As you all recall, when the three of you disappeared through the magical anomaly you created, you were only gone for a total time of 3.22 seconds, a few blinks of the eye to ordinary people. But for an artificial intelligence like myself, it was a microcosm of an eternity, if you will allow me to get a little poetic. Always. Thank you. These are the events that occurred over these 3.22 seconds. You have no doubt heard of and even used the expression time is relative, which you can all relate to now, what with your various time dilations. My first goal was to attempt to find where each of you had gone. It took me a fraction of a second to locate each of you with your unique signatures, which from my perspective is a considerable length of time for something I would consider relatively simple. I was able to track you on each of your respective journeys as you overcame your hurdles, and help those you could, and traveled onto these varied and disparate places. And it was after each of you had been traveling for some time, and one would think approaching a conclusion to your journeys, that the event happened. After describing that other time when my system appeared to shut down and then reboot, this was similar in some ways, but, and here I struggle to describe it to you with a concept that will be easy for you to understand, let us say it was more of a localized shutdown. There was a blackness, an emptiness, an end to the segment, this parameter of the Ostium network that I was monitoring. And in case you have not guessed, this was of course exactly where all three of you were located on your respective journeys. Wanting to maintain complete honesty with all of you, I will admit that for the first time since the beginning of my existence, I panicked. This feels the most correct term for what I experienced. A combination of alarm, increased activity, a rising in heat, and a blossoming feeling of concern for each of you. I suppose tied in with that was also a sense of loss. That you all might be gone, and I would be most unhappy if that were to occur. Wow, thank you, Zhang. That means a lot. This time together really has brought us all closer. Okay, guys, come on. Let's not get too sappy. And let Sean continue with their story. We're all here. We all know we survive. But I still want to find out how the fuck it all went down. Thank you, Monica. But also thank you, Steve and Jake, for your kind comments. If you will allow me to use an expression, I will say that the silver lining here was that this blackness, a word I use very intentionally here, only lasted for a fraction of a second, and then everything appeared to return to normal. Except none of you were where you had been before. As a matter of fact, I could not find any of you. And so I began my hunt to locate you again. And this time it took me a significant amount of time. If it were to be measured by the normal passage of time on average, it would have been over a year. Bloody hell! But I was never dissuaded and would never give up. I did eventually find each of you, and the feeling within my core when I did. 
It was the opposite feeling to that of when I had believed you were all gone. Can I ask you a question, John, if you don't mind? Please do, Jake. Do you have any idea what might have caused the blackout this time? I know you said you didn't know what it was last time, and that was when I first entered Ostium, but any thoughts on this other incident? Hmm. I do have one hypothesis that I will continue to work on to try to improve. However, if I tell you what it is now, it will cloud and affect everything else I tell you about what happened subsequently. Okay. I know I said I wanted you to keep telling the story, but this seems like a pretty big fucking deal. And I think we all need to know what it is. Now. Yeah, I'm with Mum on this. Very well. I believe it was the other Jake. I believe he was the cause for the temporary blackout. He's somehow was able to identify each of your locations and have an effect on where you went next. I believe his intention was to trap you, to harm you, and likely cause your end. In the words of Marty McFly, with an expletive added, Wow, this is fucking heavy. How can you be sure it was him? I am unsure. That is why it is only a hypothesis. But as much as I have studied the incident and everything I can around it, there are just telltale marks that make me believe it involves other Jake. Just as I am able to recognize your unique signatures, this is in no way as strong or clear, but bears some minor resemblance in how I compute and access it. This is the best I feel I can describe at this point. It's pretty mind-blowing. Do you think other Jake may have been involved in the other blackout incident? The first one you had? I simply do not know. It may be possible, but I have next to no data on it and cannot even hypothesize about it. Nevertheless, there is always the possibility. Okay, I think if we keep talking about it, we won't finish the story. We'll put a pin in this to be discussed further later. So what happened next, Jean? When I discovered each of your unique signatures again, I was surprised to discover them all in the same location. The other ostium at the bottom of Lake Bacal? Yes, although each of you experienced being there in different ways and through different filters. For you, Steve, this was the final level of the tower you had been climbing, and it was in that same dark, glowing world where it was hard to make out specific details, but you knew you were in ostium town even if you were unsure it was the one you had visited before. Well, I guess now I know for sure it wasn't. Shocker and spoiler alert, there are different bloody Ostium towns, just to make things easier. Indeed. And Jake, you chose a final artifact to use, hoping it would bring you back to the Ostium network. Which one was it? It was... uh, Actually, thinking about it now, it's pretty funny. It was this pyramid-shaped artifact that I'd never seen before. had a big O on the base. I thought it sort of reminded me of the Rock of Gibraltar and took that as a sign this might get me back to the Ostium network. Interesting. And when you arrived, how did this Ostium town appear to you? Dark and cold. Not glowing like Steve saw, but like this was a place that never really got any sun and spent a lot of time in almost darkness. 
actually reminded me of when we were in Ostium after it got untethered, and it's what I imagined it would be like if there wasn't any of that natural light that made it possible to see. Guess it all sort of ties together. Like things tend to do in Ostium. I think it best if you each tell your final chapters to your stories now, because even though you were all in the same Ostium town, you never came in contact with each other or knew that you were all there at the same time. Not a clue. Guess I'll go first. So it didn't take me long to snap out of my bad mood about being stuck in a place all alone. I've had way too much fucking experience with that to let it get to me anymore. So I started looking around for solutions, for clues, or for fucking something to give me a chance. If I found another pantry full of food, you bet I was going to go looking for a secret tiny doorway. But instead I opened a door, and before me was the weird tower of wet chairs. The music was going and everything. I didn't hesitate. I ran the fuck over to it, sticking my body under the bottom chair to get nice and dripped on, and then quickly started climbing. Wait a bloody second. That's what happened to me. I started opening doors and checking out rooms, and then I found one with the glowy pyramid and did the same thing. Got myself all nice and wet, no innuendos please, and started climbing. Jake, are you going to chime in too? How did you know, Monica? Call it a woman's intuition. Or maybe I've just been hanging around the Ostium network too fucking long. You're totally right. I started hunting around like you guys, checking out rooms, and then found one that had the same glowing chair stack. I actually wiped my hands on the wet chairs and got myself good and soggy that way, then started climbing. Hold on. Zhang, you said we were all in the same place, the same Ostium. Were we climbing the bloody chair pyramid at the same time? Yes, you all were. Then how the hell didn't we see each other when we got to the top? Why didn't we meet? Because... Because, as I recall, the magic started working when I was, like, halfway up and then... It did its thing, and and I was back in the original room where this whole shindig started. Yeah, it was the same for me, and presumably the same for you, Steve. If we had made it to the top, we probably would have seen each other then. But the magic worked before that happened. I don't know. It still seems pretty far-fetched to me. Might I remind you, Steve, that it was a considerably large pyramid? Yeah, I suppose. And this particular room had a door on each wall to allow entry. Well, that's bloody convenient. How come this chair pyramid was even there to begin with? That is easy to answer. I put it there. What? How? I will admit, I surprised myself in this endeavor. When I knew you were all in the same location, I decided to invent a way to get you all back to the Ostium network. I employed the same mechanism that set you all on your respective journeys and was able to manipulate reality in this location to cause the pyramid to come into existence. So you're saying without you, we'd still be stuck there? Most likely. You are a resilient trio, but you would probably be still trying to devise a way to leave. Is this the first time you've done something like this, Jean? I believe so. I see it as akin to when you create your doors, or ostiums, Jake. Well, I guess you've leveled up now, too. I suppose you could say that. You are no longer Gandalf the Grey! 
but Gandalf the White. Yes, Steve. Very droll. Cheers. <sighs> and that's how we all got back home safely to Kansas. Or, rather, the Ostium Network. Only a few scratches and bruises. And some incredible stories to tell. Yeah, they sure were. Like some really crazy dreams. <laughs> what? You don't dream of unicorns and rainbows and paradise every night? Can't say I do. No, you're alone there, Mum. Lucky me. Okay, with that, I think I'm ready to call it tonight. Ditto. Thank you very much, Zhang, for all your help and input over the last few days. To say it's been enlightening would be falling far too short of the truth. As is the case with each of your stories... May your dreams tonight be restful and uneventful. You too. Not that you need to sleep or have dreams, but if you do power down a bit or whatever. Thank you, Steve. Night, honey. See you tomorrow. Night, Mum. Night, Jake. Night, Steve. And thanks, Sean. I want a dream where I'm Jack Bauer, eating a sandwich and watching a ball game and not caring about anything in the world. <sighs> Sounds like paradise to me. Well, here we are again at another season finale. Sometimes I find it hard to accept that Ostium has had six seasons. But then I think about how much story there is still to tell, and I just get so excited about what's to come. And for reference, we're at the halfway point in the Ostium narrative right now. At least for this series, but that's all I'm going to say about that. I know it took a long time to get this whole season out to the world, and I would like to thank everyone for their patience in that. There's a lot going on in the world right now, both in the public space and in our private lives, and sometimes there are delays we can't avoid. So thanks again for sticking around. I would also like to thank the incredible people I have working for me in Team Ostium. Thank you to Chris, Georgia, and Emily. I'm very excited to see where our story goes next. Thank you to Mike Nye, a true magician when it comes to sound design. You turn words and dialogue into magical stories that come to life. I couldn't do it without you, mate. Thank you to Christina for helping out in so many ways and keeping the Discord running. Thank you to Twiglets are great to eat. You do so much for this show and so many others. Thank you so very much. And thank you to our Ostium Network patrons on Patreon. David McBride, Tyler Kraut, Delano McFarlane, Connor Bobby, Michelle Elliott, Amanda Borthwick, Justin Markham, Corey Frampton, Death to Komatsu, Daryl Williamson, Virginia Green, Non Blaschke, Maggie B, Justin Dunafon, Lutz Alberts, Twiglets Are Great to Eat, Luna Raptor, Christine Sanderson, Claire Smith, Michelle Hall, the team at Hell and Well Met, Mike Nye, Mike Troop, Stacy Corcoran, and thank you to Christina Amos. And that brings us truly to the end of season six. This season took a lot of work, but I think the result was one of our best seasons of the show ever. And season seven is currently being written and is taking the show in some interesting directions. I'd like to say it'll be out sometime in 2024, but I think it's more likely to be January 2025. We'll just have to wait and see. For now, this is Alexi Talander, putting Ostium Season 6 to bed and signing off.
This episode was written, edited, and produced by Alex C. Talander. The part of Jake is performed by Chris Fletcher. The part of Monica is performed by Georgia McKenzie. The part of Zhang is performed by Emily Wong. The part of Steve is performed by Alex C. Talander. Sound design was done by the wonderful Mike Nye of Hell and Wellmet Podcasts. For more info, check out hellandwellmetpodcast.com. Music featured in this episode is Rose Tinted Memories by Simon Slater, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. Be sure to check out the artist at freemusicarchive.org. The theme song was composed by Chris Fletcher. Thank you to all our patrons on the Ostium Network Patreon. You make this show possible. If you would like to support our shows, you can do that at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. You'll get access to lots of bonus material, including brand new episodes of the Ostium Sagas, the monthly Ostium Network update, and lots of other goodies. For more info on Ostium, our other shows, transcripts, and merchandise, you can visit ostiumnetwork.com. The Ostium Podcast is a member of the Rusty Quill Network. For other great Rusty Quill shows, be sure to check out rustyquill.com. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in Season 7. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.